Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name's George Bushell, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Best Day Ever podcast. I hope you and all of our Gymshark family across the globe are happy, healthy, and well as we head into the summer of 2022. And for what it's worth, I think it's going to be a very special one, but that could just be because I've got another special guest in our Lifting Club studio with me today. Before I introduce him, I'd like to remind you all again that if you'd like to come on the podcast and tell us about your best day ever at Gymshark, all you've got to do is drop me a message and we'll make sure it happens. Previous guests, I'm sure, will tell you that it's a lot of fun, it's not as daunting as it looks, and it's something you should absolutely give a go if you fancy it. So please let me know if you do. Right, on to today's episode. Our guest is from our fantastic people department. He's got a great winning smile, but he's dedicated to helping everyone around him succeed. It's our head of performance, Adam Davies. Adam, welcome to the show, mate. George, thank you for having me, my man. What an introduction that is as well. <laughs> what a guy. How are you today, mate? Very good, thank you, mate. Very good. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Now, many people across the business will have an idea of what you're like in Gymshark and we'll certainly be digging into that a bit further on down the line in the podcast. But before we get to that, let's start with your life outside of these four walls. Tell us a bit about yourself outside of work. Cool, cool. So, um, oh God, where do you start? I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you about the, the things I love first. So, um, Go for it. Outside of Gymshark, I run a non-league football team, all mm-hmm. adults, so ranging from 17 to we've got a player who's 39, so... That's where my background sort of steeped in is the football stuff. So how I got into coaching, how I got into performance. Um, so I've maintained that and that's every night on the phone, much to the dismay of my partner. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, a good place to start. Um, love exercise, love challenges, love boxing, socialising. Um, I used to play myself prior to a, to a bit of an injury football-wise. Um, so throwing in myself to anything that's challenging and... Yeah, absolutely love that. And we've got a couple of tales to tell from time at Gymshark and, and challenges we've done here. But yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. Amazing. So outside of outside of work, a lot of sport. You mentioned that you played a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Do you miss playing or do you kind of prefer the coaching side of things? Um, I think I would always have gone into the coaching stuff early just because I was okay but as a player, but not, not to any great standard um, other than, you know, just sort of local non-league um i know that i'm better at the coaching stuff so i'd always gone into that early and did when i was a youngster i went to leicester from like i think i was 20 when i joined leicester as a coach um i do miss playing Mm. i I hate watching (laughs) really you hate watching you can't affect it um (laughs) on the side once people cross the line that's it so i suppose that's the bit that i miss that sometimes you can go on there and grab a game by the scruff of the neck if you want and i can't do that anymore really just no. people at half time <laughs> i totally get that i mean it sounds like leadership and development are kind of a big part of your life whether it's inside of work or outside of work but you know you need you must need time to switch off so you know when you're not coaching when you're not coaching at work as well <laughs> you know is switching off as simple as going to the gym for you and doing a bit of boxing like what what does switching off look like for ad yeah my my oh, this just sounds awful by the way but there'll be many people like me as well i know that there is at gymshark especially i'm so easily bored that i don't i don't spend any time on my own fair i won't sit and watch tv on my own or get into you know like people have a program and it's their program and their time mm-hmm. i don't spend any time on my own so if i find myself in the house and it's just me uh, I'm either out doing something, whether it's exercising, walking the dog, or I'll go and see people straight away. Just because I prefer to be around others, I get my energy from being around others. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
It's sad to admit, but it's true. No, you know what? I think I'm quite similar to you in that respect. And there's definitely, like you said, people across Gymshark that feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I always, always prefer being around other people, which is why you'll see me in the office nine times out of ten or four days out of five at least. Um, I know that you're a bit of a foodie as well. Keep an eye on your Instagram. It's it's worth a follow, guys. (laughs) Keep an eye on your Instagram. And um, I've seen you out at different restaurants and stuff like that. Now, I have a question that I really, really want to ask you. Mm. Let's say you're eating out tonight, mm-hmm. right? And you're having a three-course meal at a restaurant. Oh, here we go. What does your perfect three-course meal look like? Mm. It's got to be a mix. It's got to be a mix. Can't over, can't overdo things one after the other. Okay, first so, of all, are you a dessert person? Do you like a dessert? <sighs> you know what? No, I'm a starter guy. You're a starter guy? I've got to be in the mood for a dessert. Okay, two-course meal then. There you go. I'll all save right. you one. Two-course meal. You know what? It's an easy. I'll drop the third one in for you, George, just because it's okay. in my mind now. Um, <laughs> for start something light, classic breads, olives, Greek meze. Nice. Can't, can't go wrong. Nice. And everyone loves it. Something for everyone, exactly. Gets the conversation going at the table as well. I like it. Yeah. Um, main course. Main course. You know what? I'm like a. I am a a very. I suppose this sounds really common. I'm a mixed grill guy. I knew you were going to say that. I'm <laughs> a mixed grill guy. And I'm here for it. And I look like a mixed grill guy as well, don't I? <laughs> but like, I'm talking, and I love Mediterranean, I love Greek, that kind of stuff. Yes. That kind of mixed grill. Okay. Right? So it's still clean. Yeah. Although, you know, the people that know me at Gymshark will know that at the weekends I do go a little bit berserk on the old um, food and going out and whatnot. Dessert, creme brulee. Creme brulee. Yeah, don't step to me on the creme brulee. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anytime it's on the menu, bosh, get it ordered. Nice. I like it. I like it. Pretty good three-course meal. I mean, I want everyone to kind of tell me theirs as well, just so I can I can see what we like at Gymshark. But I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Ad. Um, right. Let's let's move on before we get hungry and go off and just have a lunch together. Um, let's talk about your journey at Gymshark and your role at Gymshark. Now, I understand you haven't always been in a head of performance role. Yeah. Um, it's something that you've progressed to at this um, at this time. Can you give us a bit more insight into your Gymshark journey today and what you're, you and your team do at present? Cool. So um, I'll go back to the beginning. Um, yeah, please. I've been here for nearly four years. Started as a people manager. Joined when there was about, I think there was 100 170, 180 people. We just moved into HQ. Mm-hmm. So... I handed my notice in at my previous company as we were moving into HQ and had to wait uh, and everybody came in to the new building. So then joined, did that role for, I think it was a year. Um, and obviously with my performance coaching bias, there's an opportunity to transfer into the L&D team, which I did. I love facilitating and stuff like that. And we started to sort of build the bones of a team out with that. Um, obviously much easier when the, there wasn't so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... COVID hit, um, and during that time when we were all at home, Beth, who was in that head of performance role, transitioned back into consulting, so I took uh, the role of head of performance, and I've been doing that for about 10 or 11 months now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a um, it's been a lot of positions in a, in a short amount of time, more than you'd expect at a standard company, but yeah, I think my idea was always to get into that coaching performance bias. Um the team now, God, it's hard to remember how many of us there are, but the, the, <laughs> there's about nine of us spread across the UK um, and the US. So the aim of the performance team is to develop a community of high-performing managers and inspirational leaders. So we're effectively working with the partnering functions to to support managers and leaders, support their people, um, especially on the professional skills stuff. 
and where they have got knowledge on the technical stuff we help them get that sorted and in place for people for the most part but yeah it's literally been all hands on deck since we came back to work in a more hybrid format and mm-hmm. we're just getting to a position where we can support people fully i'd say Mm. Oh, well, you know, whenever I've talked to you and, you know, it doesn't really matter what conversation, performance has always kind of come into it some, in some degree. Mm. Um, what, why performance, Ad? Like, why are you so much driven towards helping others, you know, perform better at work? Why has this role been so great for you? Um, because it involves everybody. Performance involves everybody. Um, and when... When you work at a company like Gymshark, I think that's that's widespread through the cultural aspect as well. That you can look left and you look right, and people are are digging in together. Uh, and performance is that unit, and always has been in my experience because of the, obviously the football background and whatnot. Yeah. Um, whereby there's there's a goal, and a lot of people need to to drive towards it. So that and leadership have just always interested me. The lengths that people will go to 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 perform and attain high performance. And actually, I believe that we spend so much time at work that you should be really benefiting and reaping the rewards of, of learning experience and time. Um, not just in the, the standard center, like at school where you were done to, um, and you sat in a class and were learning the same thing as everyone else, but something that's very individual to you and allows you to excel um, in a space that, that interests you more than anything else. Mm. No, that makes sense to me, and I can imagine one of the one of the perks or one of the fulfilling things about what you do and and having the passion that you have is seeing people then go on to achieve things that maybe they thought they couldn't or yeah. maybe they didn't know how to. How often have you got to see that at Gymshark? How often have you got to see, I guess, the the fruits of your labours and see people go on to achieve great things? Yeah, regularly, regularly. But that's all to do with them. Um, obviously the environment and, and over the last four years um, it's been a great environment to, to be in but a lot of mm. people have and whether they're, they're still here or they've moved on to different companies and doing something different yeah we, within this professional context and in the sporting one a lot have moved on now it's nice to know that you've played a really tiny part in that but actually it's different here because really we're working with the managers that are then coming after and saying I had a great conversation with X or Y and now they're doing this or this is something they're moving on to do or they've moved on elsewhere. Um, And that's really gratifying to to just know that you had a a tiny part to play in that. Mm. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense and you know like I say it's one of the I think we all have these little aside from all the rewards we get from you know being in our job the perks and stuff like that there's also these perks that are kind of unique to your job and I think you know as you've just said that's kind of a big one for you um one thing that I always wonder is you know who who helps the person that helps everybody else who inspires the person that that inspires everybody else so you know who are some of the who, have, who are some of the key influences in your life, Ad, that have kind of helped you to develop and to grow as a as a person and as a leader, really? Mm. That's very kind of you, by the way, George. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I've got I've got a few. I'm a believer that the like five closest people to you have the most profound effect on the way that you are. Um, I've got like two previous bosses that have just gone well out of their way for me, and still to this day, I don't know why but they've gone above and beyond. Um, they've got me opportunities. Uh, that's a previous boss from my old company. 
uh, and the chap I run the football team with now, mm-hmm. um, he like took me out of university and got me a load of opportunity in coaching and at Leicester. Um, so, so there's those two that are really close. Um, I think it'd be it'd be a miss of me not to say my partner. She's a midwife, so I it's easy to go home and not talk about your day mm-hmm. um, and actually ask questions and listen to to what's going on. Um, obviously, she's dealing in bringing life into the world, so it's that's pretty inspirational um, and supportive because it means that I can just go and ask questions rather than talk about myself, which is again helpful. <laughs> Um, and then people at work, there's, I'd be, I'd be amiss to, to name them, but there's definitely three or four people at work that I can turn to, um, I can ask questions of, mm-hmm. I don't need to ask favors of because they'll reach out, um, and they offer an ear when I need it. And I do, um, regularly. So yeah, I've got a good, good core group around me that keep me honest. Mm. I think having a good circle is really important 100%. generally. Well, you know, whether it is, you know, professional, whether it's personal, it's it's so important to have people that, you know, will champion you and challenge you and mm. encourage you to do better. Um, and I, I can imagine that you do that a lot for the people in your life as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's a personal, personal boardroom, isn't it? We've all got one. It's just, it's <laughs> just consciously having people there that, you know, will keep you honest and you know, I've got people that will say to me, shut up, Ad, you're talking nonsense now and rubbish. But, <laughs> and, but actually we've built up that level of relationship and that trust that they can, and I'll listen to it. So, yeah, um, 100% it's important to have that level of person around you. Mine's Lou at work, <laughs> Lou Meads, for those that know. She's the person that will say, shut up and stop talking rubbish, <laughs> if you're wondering. <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> no, that that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um it's yeah, it's 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 important. Like you say, everyone's got their own personal boardrooms, everyone got their you know, their favourites in their WhatsApp mm. chats and their Instagram close friends and everything like that. So I, I totally get that. Um let let's talk about um the performance then at Jim Jim Shot generally then. Yeah. Um what is the difference between how we do things at Gymshock in terms of uh, training, performance and development compared to other places that you've worked at or other places that you're aware of that, yeah. you know, are different but do this, have the same aim? Um, well, first of all, the function's got a lot to do. Um, it's just in its ascendancy, if you like, in getting the, working in the partnering and the triad and we've just got the people into the to the business for them to be able to start supporting others properly. So we're definitely like in the early foundation stages. But one thing we've committed to is not to, I suppose, run, what's the word I'm looking for? Traditional programs as such. Everywhere I've been in the past, it's been long six to eight weeks. You're dragging people to every single session and not all of it is relevant for them. Mm -hmm. So what the what this team's trying to commit to at the moment is doing things that are at the point of need and relevance. Um, so where it's going to help someone either do their job or better themselves in terms of professional skill, that's what we'll try and create training and, and development for. Um, and then also go hands off. So you're really supporting the managers so that they are the people that are doing the developing and mm-hmm. supporting individuals' development rather than just everyone having to come to the performance team in order to get something. It shouldn't be like that. Um, it's a continuous thing as well, isn't it? So, yeah. of course, you need manager support because oh. they'll be the touch point every day, every week or and whatever. They're the people on the ground as well. They're the people on the ground speaking and coaching and mentoring every single day. So, as long as you can point them in the right direction and then 
as part of that training when you do take people away just give them an immersive experience that's actually going to give them something that they can do mm-hmm. post the session and take into their day-to-day so that's where i think we've committed to be different i think we've got a whole lot of work to do to get to where we want to be for sure um but the building blocks are there for this team to go on and do really good things no that that, that sounds really really good and i think like you say it, it can be difficult like if you did do say the traditional side yeah. six to eight weeks and you know I'm sure at the mo- at the top uh, or at the start of it, motivation's really, really high. Yeah, yeah. And then it decreases and wow, then it decreases. Wow, it's workload and, and stuff like that, isn't it? And and naturally, when something isn't right up your street or isn't helping you do your day-to-day, you probably don't need to be there. Mm. So it's finding those really niche elements that, that work for those people that are in the room at the time, getting them through it quickly so they can get back to what they're doing, which is delivering good work. Mm. And I guess an element of it as well is trying to give them the tools to go away and do it themselves i mean it's not just a case of okay we'll help you get through this period but we want you to learn this and it, we want you to kind of carry this with you yeah forward period 100 percent stuff like coaching anyone can coach everyone can do it it's it's wrapped up in some sort of uh, as a mystical communication skill out there <laughs> in the ether it's not everyone's doing it every single day it's just bringing it to the conscious so that you know when you're coaching and when you're mentoring as an example mm everyone can do coaching there you go i mean (laughs) hey my name is sam cubbins and i'm interrupting this podcast to tell you about the lifting club offering one of the best things about working at gymshark is definitely the lifting club our facility is absolutely amazing we've got over 50 classes running each week including boxing spin pilates functional fitness and loads more so book on through the myzone app to join us We know there are plenty of you far away from the lifting club and overseas, but that won't stop us from helping you. Our class schedule includes a Zoom workout every single weekday and our amazing lifting club coaches are always there to provide help and support online that will help you smash your health and fitness goals. Feel free to drop us any messages on Slack anytime to find out more about how we can work with you or come on down to the lifting club. See you soon. Let's move on then to talking about your best day ever. Cool. My first question to you is, was it difficult to choose one? It is because I've got a few. This is a cop out, isn't it? I've got a few. <laughs> um, Every, no, everyone says that. In, in all honesty, there's not been a single person that's like, oh yeah, it's just this one day and that's it. No, everyone's had some sort of difficulty picking it. So you're not alone. Yeah, there. I've got a personal and a professional one if that helps split them up. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let me have it. The first one, um, and when obviously you asked me the question, this one came to my head straight away. First company update. Okay. So... Um, standing up in front of what then was about 350 people uh, and presenting um, and then people just gassing you up after and saying that was superb and you know people tagging you in Instagram stories and and someone who's spoke I've talked regularly about imposter syndrome and stuff like this and the fact that we've all got a bit of that um, and we all struggle a little bit with are we any good at what we do so to get that level of gratification I remember driving home that day and thinking not you've made it, but actually you're all right at what you do. Yeah, you're not too bad. Uh, yeah, and you're, and you're not and you're not talking rubbish all the time. Um, <laughs> so that was that was something I can really look back on and get a fond sort of anchor of this was a good day. And actually, going on from that, 
I always jump back to that when I'm worried about public speaking or if if ever I'm, you know, speaking at an event or anything like that, I draw back on that and say, right, these are the things that you did then and it went well. So carry that forward into this. Um, so that's the, the professional one, if you like. And that was in the cinema in like GSHQ, which is now not as busy because <laughs> everyone's <laughs> over at IQ. So yeah, it, it, the setup was a little bit different back then. Um, the personal ones are the five marathon in five days with Ash um, for a multitude of reasons, really. Not not just the, the physical aspect and being able to do that because honestly, once you got three in, you sort of got used to to what you were doing you're on your way yeah mm. but the fact that at the time we were like creeping out of um i can't remember whether it was the first or the second lockdown and all people had was that time to go out and exercise um and even though people couldn't like run next to each other and talk everyone was out doing it whether it was on video calls or um running social distance at the track and yeah it was it was strange um, is this everyone at the gym in the gymshark community yeah, yeah 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 and everyone coming out and doing it because the, there's no culture is about the way that you feel there's no better feeling than everyone coming out to support and being part of something um so yeah i look back on that now and think yeah that's you know when people say what's culture mm -hmm. that's culture the fact that when people are doing something everyone else will dig in and, and get in amongst the community so yeah, they're they're my two. Right. Let's go back. Let's go back to the public speaking one. Yeah, yeah. Have you done much public speaking before then? Um Yeah, yeah, but in in a different kind of way. Not so much corporate standing up with everyone sat down looking at you, but like in coaching environments and being mic'd up and Yeah. People watching in the stands and stuff. I've done plenty of that, but not not in this professional context, I suppose. So mm -hmm. all my stuff was where I was comfortable, which was on the grass. And how many people did you say it was? Uh, you were delivering this update to? It was three hundred and fifty at the time, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's a good few. They're Quite... not the odd ones, though. No. Nah, the odd ones are when there's twenty in the room and you think, "Behave!" Oh, I'm gonna get <laughs> Everyone's looking at me, here. and you Behave. can look. You can look into the whites of the eyes of every person. Um, Those are the hard ones. Yeah, because you can see it. But three fifty, you can just look into the distance a little bit. That makes sense. That makes sense. You're looking over there, but not anybody yeah. in particular. and try not to catch anyone's eye because you'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And so 350 people standing around watching you speak. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, where are you bricking it? I, I turned up. I, I <laughs> turned up. I turned around and I had the mic in my hand, forgot and went, whoa, that's a lot of people. And like, luckily, a few people laughed. <laughs> Luckily, a few grumbles of laughter, and uh, I thought, "Oh, right." That's what you want, bad. though, isn't it? Yeah, classic a joke to start. Classic joke to start as well. For those that have not seen me in the flesh, I ain't. Wow, well, I ain't six foot. So drop the old. Can everyone hear me at the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can everyone see me? <laughs> I bet you'd give a great best man speech. I've got one coming up, have so you? I need that. Yeah, I need to practice. Oh, yeah, I got one coming that. up. You'll yeah. smash that. Um, okay, no, that that sounds that sounds like it was going really, really, really good. Were there any points where you're like, okay, I'm talking for too long now? Like, how how was it in the moment? How did it feel? I've I've always done okay with that. I know when to to cut it short and that's because the, the person I was referencing earlier my old boss um, she gave me a piece of feedback once she went you use a hundred words when you could use ten so now it's always <laughs> in the back of my mind to just go alright that's enough now <laughs> fair that's fair enough 
Uh, to be fair, like, I've not noticed that so far in this episode. So, you know, it sounds like you're making good <laughs> Someone progress. Will, like. Someone will. <laughs> Probably Lou. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, to take it back to that then. So, you know, you've done it. You've had all the, you know, you've had really, really good feedback. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I've always been like, you know, are they just saying that because they're, they're, they're nice people? There's loads mm. of nice people here. Are they just saying that just so, you know, I, mean, I think I did well. Did you know that you'd done well after you'd done it? Yeah, I think you do. It's like anything and I always... Like, it's like something I always say, but I bring it back to the sporting context. You play football or whatever sport that you're interested in, you know when you've had a good session or game. Yeah, yeah. And after a, a facilitation or a coaching session or or public speaking, you know when it's gone well. Uh, and you know when it ain't mm. um, uh, and where you can improve. So, yeah, I think I, I came away thinking, yeah, you know, the practice has been worth it and whatnot. So mm. I guess one of the keys to that is just knowing knowing your shit. Knowing your content, yeah, knowing your content. And there's times where I have winged it and you do feel, you do get that sinking feeling of oh, people can see through this mm. or someone's going to have a question that's going to trip me up. So 100% knowing your stuff. Um, because honestly, I used to have 12-year-old kids at Leicester go, what are you on about here? Mm. Like when I, when I hadn't planned my session properly, and when I hadn't thought about why it was real, they'd say, and they mm. were twelve. No, I don't know what you mean. They'd let you know. Yeah. So, mm. so the lesson from that going forward was know your stuff. Yeah. And you should be all right. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. Um, one thing as well that I wanted to ask you about with regards to that is. If you had any other advice for someone that is maybe about to go into a presentation or go into a meeting and do some public yeah, yeah. speaking and just so happens to be listening to this beforehand, <laughs> what would be your one pearl of wisdom to bestow upon them? It'd be, it'd be that, first of all, know your content. Cause if you know that, you're comfortable talking about it. Mm. Um, and then, ooh, don't rush this, Adam. Yeah, take your time. It's all good. If you can, if you can tell a story, everyone's comfortable talking about themselves for the most part. Yeah, if you can tell a story and wrap up some real human examples in what it is that you're delivering, people tend to get on board. Mm. Um, and it is a normal conversation ultimately. Uh, and and as a speaker, you've still got something to learn when you're doing any form of public speaking. So if you can tell a bit of a story, relate it back to yourself. People are comfortable talking about themselves. It makes it a little bit easier. So yeah. <laughs> You know what? It's funny you say that because that kind of takes me back to the first time I did see you do public speaking, which was at our People Away days. Mm. And I remember you vividly talking about yourself as well. Obviously, you know, we were, you were asking for feedback and you were talking about yourself with regards to like performance and stuff like that. And probably maybe imposter syndrome as well. I can't mm. remember the exact words, but I definitely remember you talking about yourself and thinking, oh, my this guy's you this sound guy's I talk about great. myself a lot George nah a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of his own voice does add now I'm joking um, no it was it was, but it was good though because you know it was instantly relatable and it was instantly you know it wasn't as it didn't seem as uh, it was more relatable is what I'm saying yeah because it was real because it was about you yeah it's, and that's the authentic part right oh, I've told some serious stories probably stuff that I ain't even told my family I've, I've told in facilitations and sessions and stuff but I think that's how you build a bit of trust with people when uh, when you're willing to give up that little bit of vulnerability about self. you got to give a little to get a little. Yeah, you have. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's go on to the marathons then. Um, and it was with Ash Wilson? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah big Ash. Yeah. Um, Our resident marathon runner. Oh, yeah. 24-hour man. Yeah, all the things since. <laughs> uh, but enough about him. This is about me, George. <laughs> Here we go. Just like we said 30 seconds ago. Anyway, it is about you. So let's get back to you. Um, did you have to do much training? Five five and five is, I mean, 
That's mad. Yeah. No? That's, no, that is I'd, crazy, You know right? what? I'd, I'd ran a marathon for the first time the month before, and that was with Ash. So one marathon, he, he, he turned up at my house and went, let's do it today, and I did it. Um, and then we said, right, this would be challenging, wouldn't it? And off we go. And obviously, if it was for Mental Health UK at the time, mm-hmm. really pertinent and important cause. Um, so, yeah, that was it. One marathon before, and off we go. Wow. All right, then. There's so- been some serious stuff done here since that, though. Like, <laughs> I think the bar, honestly, now is so high for, for challenges and the things that people do. It's so good to see. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've only been here for nine, ten months, and already I've seen you know Chris Freer and mm-hmm. Ash Wilson do these amazing, amazing things, and uh, you know I feel like okay, I need to get in the gym, so yeah. maybe one day I can I can do that sort of thing. But again, back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you done one marathon beforehand, um, and you said it was for it was for a really really good cause in in, mm-hmm. um, in supporting a mental health charity um, during it. Did you struggle much? Did you feel like you were you had prepared adequately, or was it a case of you know what maybe I should have put in a bit more work beforehand? Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I was okay. Um, obviously, the standard like aches and pains of of running a, of a serious amount, but like I think for me, silly things like if I went out at five in the morning to do one, someone mm-hmm. had voice record me at seven once they got up, or someone had video call. And we're popping stuff on Instagram and people were reacting. And that's the kind of stuff where that keeps you going. Yeah. Uh, it's that community aspect again. You definitely, even though I might have been running on my own at that time, you weren't on your own. Um, but no, I didn't feel like I hadn't done enough. I think when we committed to it, I trained like a lunatic for the month prior and then... Uh, <laughs> Had to. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just general running and stuff. But you never run that kind of distance. You just, no. you just do little bits at a time. That makes sense. I do want to come to what you've just said, though, about, you know, doing it together. Yeah. Because obviously during that time, you know, it's a time where a lot of us felt more isolated than we ever have been. Mm. Uh, I mean, I know I personally struggled with the fact that, you know, you couldn't see people, you couldn't go out with people, so on and so forth. Um, So, you know, a big, big thing um, in everyone's lives have changed. Um, So having this to kind of unite over. Yeah. What did that do for the Gymshark community? I mean, like... You said earlier that people were doing it social distance on tracks yeah, yeah. and people were videoing each other. I mean, what sort of impact did that have during the event and after the event? It just gave you something to to be around each other at that time, I think. Guys doing all sorts of weird stuff. Shave my head, it looked horrendous. So like, <laughs> Lockdown trims, yeah? yeah? awful. So, <laughs> so the fact that like that little bit of normality mm-hmm. uh, and being back around your pals um, and the wider community... And having something to get up and like, even though we were really fortunate to be able to be working and stuff during that time, it was really hard to have get up and go. Yeah. It was like on my kitchen table, working from my kitchen table. So that was tough. Um, but yeah, I think having a, a common cause and something that everyone was out and united behind. For, yeah. Mm. That's what it's about, isn't it? So it was, that was definitely something I look back on really fondly. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it's a kind of a a bit of proof of the, the like you say, the culture and the unity and, you know, the family that we have at Gymshark. The fact that we do when, like you said earlier, when someone goes out to do something, we are right behind them. We mm. do do it together. It's never you're never alone in these sort of things. Yeah. And it sounds like um, you and, and Ash weren't, were not alone no, doing, not doing this as well. Not at all. There's loads of people. And yeah, it is. It's a feeling, ain't it? And at that period of time everyone was behind it as they have been for every challenge that people have done um and even just some of the things that people are doing outside of um 
outside of Gymshark as well and, and their own little mini challenges for causes. Everyone tends to get behind it. So, yeah, it's first class. Mm. And in terms of, you know, speaking about yourself, what impact did the public speaking and these five marathons in five days have on you personally? Did they give you a boost during lockdown? Mm. Did they just raise your confidence with regards to public speaking and doing that sort of stuff for company yeah. updates? Like, what what impact did these two really, really fantastic days have on you? Just opportunity. Opportunity to even do something like that. Mm. And I'm not ashamed to say now that I'd have probably have done the public speaking stuff just because of the role that I had in football and, and uh, obviously the job that I had at the time. Mm. Um, the confidence of people recognising it and, and saying that it's good and giving you feedback, great, cause yeah, you don't mind doing it again and you get more used to it over time. Mm. In terms of the, the charity challenge, I, I'm not ashamed to say I probably wouldn't have done it because I'd have thought people were looking in and going, God, what what they're doing that for? Or, you know, um, and that was the way my mindset was at the time. So to have other people who were like-minded going, yeah, all right, let's get amongst it and do something good and it'd be seen really positively, that it's that kind of opportunity that I don't think I'd have got elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, and an opportunity for everyone else to kind of get off their sofas and go and do something, get some yeah, exercise man. and and feel like they're not alone in the time when we all did feel alone. Mm. Um, I think that's a, a really, really powerful thing. Um, I've really, really enjoyed this chat. I've got <laughs> Thank to say, you very much, sir. I, I've really, really enjoyed this chat. But before we kind of um, wrap up, I can't let you go without asking you one thing that you feel very, very strongly about. Now, we've had everything on the spectrum of trivial to serious. So honestly, anything on that spectrum is fine with me, but I can't wait to hear what you've got to share with the Gymshark Masses. So please do let me know <laughs> what you got. Um, I feel strongly about the notion that we're all making it up. Mm -hmm. And we are, by the way. Um, I'm willing to be argued with. Uh, <laughs> but we are, we're all making it up. So why not make it all good? And that's a lesson from Jeffrey Lee. Um, Oh, God, I used to fret, worry about stuff, argue with people regularly, uh, think I was right about stuff. We are literally all making it up. Um, so why not get up and, and make it up good as best as you can and when you can? There's some there's something of a quiet comfort in that, I think. Yeah. Because it's something that I think a lot of people, well, I at least, didn't really sit with until you told me a little while ago, until you said that to me a little while ago. And of course, it comes back to making the most out of situations that you're in. You know, if you're unsure, it's okay because everyone's unsure yeah, to some degree. To some level, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, there is there is a, quite a lot of comfort in that. And, and Jeffrey Lee, for those who aren't initiated... Know. Who is that? Uh, Jeffrey Lee is the the chap. He's he's a master practitioner in neuro linguistic programming, which is NLP, um, which is something that we we organise through the performance team for people. Um, the business took a, a standpoint on it a long time ago mm -hmm. because of the fact that it's steeped in communication skill and style. Um, we brought it in and, and, and educate people into it when he's available and he's not on cruises. Um, <laughs> and he deserves to do that, by the way. So, yeah, if you've not been indoctrinated into NLP by Jeffrey, uh, you have an experience to come. I can promise you that. Amazing, amazing. So there you go. One final bit of um, one final pearl of wisdom from from Ad. Ad, <laughs> I've had such a fantastic time talking to you. Thank you so 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 much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, it. George, and well done to you as well. Well done to you. This is uh, a thoroughly enjoyable 
listen uh, in terms of the other episodes that you've done. So well done to you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, if anybody else has any feedback about these podcasts, you know what to do. Drop me a Slack or email comms at gymshot.com. Uh, we, um, this podcast is for you. This podcast is all for you. It's about you as well. So knowing what you think about how we're doing, anything that you want to see from the podcast is really, really important for making sure we're going in the right direction. So once again, please, please, please give us any feedback that you might have. Thank you again for joining us today. And until next time, I've been George Bushell and this has been the Best Day Ever podcast. Take care. Take care.